is much click I like oh, yeah. very nice I start the podcast with a Borat impression whoa whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'll do my tea now <laughs> well welcome back to the Rattler podcast <laughs> that is Alfred burning himself <laughs> with his tea and I am Adam <laughs> I'm professional. <laughs> We're very professional on this podcast. That's why we called it Rattle On, because it's oh, yeah. it's a synonym Super. for professional quality and uh, content. <laughs> Correct. Oh, yeah. Hi, Adam. Hello. He's nice. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, I've been awake for half an hour. You've been awake for half an hour? Yeah, no, well, I woke up at, what time did I wake up today? You sent uh, me a couple of messages today, so you've been awake. <laughs> no, I've been awake. I woke up about nine, but I hadn't gone to bed until about four, half four, five or something. I just stayed up last night watching, I was watching like films on Disney Plus, because uh, I sort of sat there and thought, well, bloody paying for it so I better use better watch more than one division so I went watch some bits talk about that in a bit um yeah so I went to bed about sort of four half four five mm. and then I woke up at nine because I had a thing I had a phone call in the morning and I was sitting about and I got post came delivery I was chilling out ah uh, yeah I, I, I got to about one o'clock half one and I just thought I feel like shit so I don't feel very good. I was like, this is not good. I will rest. I love a cat nap. I was like, I had a cat nap the other day. That did me a world of good. So I was like, yo, phone, assistant, digital voice who lives in my pocket. Uh, bloody wake me up in 90 minutes, will you? And they're like, yeah, no worries. And then I just sort of slept through it. Yeah. Um, the, the old classic. That That is the... The game of Russian roulette you play when you take a catnap. Will it be yeah. a catnap or will it be a sleep? <laughs> Honestly, the other day, I it was the perfect catnap. I landed 90 minutes, bang on, and I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm awake. I was like, that was that's proper. I got yeah. some REM sleep in that bitch, you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. And that's where you... the waves be flowing. Yeah, that's where you went wrong because you've had one that was perfect. So you were guaranteed to have a shit one <laughs> immediately oh, I, after. I, I did yeah. not consider this. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then yeah, I woke up and then my dad phoned me. And I was like, Where? Right, how's it going? All right. Yeah. And he was like, Hello. I was like, Oh, that's nice. And then I was like, Yeah. And then I looked at the clock and went, Oh, dad, I'm going to have to go. I've got to go and chat some mad shit with Adam. And we record it. And then seven people listened to it. Oh, yeah. He was like, Oh, that's nice. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> And then I got up and I went, oh, no, I need the loo. And I really want a cup of tea. So I went to the loo and I had a cup of tea. And then I was sat here waiting for my stupid fucking laptop to... Ugh. It's doing it again. It's just popped up in the bottom corner of the computer. Windows update. So fuck off. Why are oh. you always updating? It's because I don't use it as regularly as I used to use my computer. <sighs> it gets turned on once a week for when we do the podcast. Yeah, you maybe need to... God, I spent a lot of money on this laptop to not use it. Yeah, and maybe you need to turn it on, you know, like an hour before the podcast. <laughs> so, That's all right. it's, it's quick. It was quick. It, yeah. it did everything in about two minutes. The, the the real problem is when you get back into it, and then it's just like none of the settings work. Stuff. Yeah, no, it's just Discord goes. Oh, hang on, bear with me, and I go. All right, 
yeah. We are checking guess, for yeah. updates. You're like, no! It's quick. Oh, yeah. To be fair, this cook is quick. Yeah. And then I was, it probably finished really quickly, but I was like, well, while that's doing that, I'm going to go get some snacks. So I went and got, I retrieved from my kitchen a Milky Way cake bar. Because I think I, I bought them in B&M because they were like 50p for a box or something. I was like, hell was the year. And then Co-op's Finest 18 Chocolate Caramel Shortcake Bites. There's definitely mm-hmm. not 18 in this box. However, the winners, Millionaire Shortbread. Yeah. Talk. Was there 18 before you opened it or is there just, not eating it. Oh no, I've I've just eaten many already. Mm-mm-mm. No, just just checking that that <laughs> that was the process was, we were talking about. Yeah. I, f- I haven't done any proper shopping. I've just been buying chocolate for the past week and a half. Yeah, that probably but doesn't I, help your feeling shit <laughs> phenomenon. Shut uh, up. <laughs> oh, I can't well, talk. You, I haven't done much better to be fair. Were you my doctor? I'm not registered at a GP. <laughs> I'm not. I really aren't. Ugh. I really aren't. What is going on? Do, Adam, you do the talky bit. I'm going to drink this tea. Oh, well. Well, what's been going on? No, nothing, really. <laughs> Same old shit. I don't like this f- yeah. first talking point on the, the chat. Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> emotional web comics. I don't want to get emotional. I'm not ready for uh, this. No. It's more because I got emotional reading web comics. That's why they're so emotional. Yeah. I don't even know the ones you're referring to, but I just well, I can picture some in my mind. Yeah, well, Alice. Yeah, we talked before about we're going to branch out a wee bit with our topics with mental health stuff and that, and then this happened to me this week. I thought, perfect, I will add this to the thing because it's something to chat about, and then <laughs> and then we will cheer everyone up with our YouTube recommendations coming later. Which um, I I actually did prep work for that for once. Yeah. I've got yeah. a, a list made up. I even have the the channel links in it. So when I ping it over to you, Alfred, you can just slot it straight into the description or whatever. Right. Well, I've, I'm, I've not, I'm not that prepped. <laughs> You're making me look bad. Uh, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I am oh, yeah. I am the prepper on this podcast, usually, anyway. Uh, I used to be quite good at it, but... Oh, fuck. My bad. I don't know. Oops. Damn, this Milky Bar cake's good. Excellent. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. They should do big ones of these. <laughs> they probably do. Oh, you probably find them somewhere. Oh, probably. Mickey. Where? Uh, anyway, so, so the story. Go on. It was Monday night. <laughs> I was flicking through my phone as you do. Scrolling through Twitter and whatever else. And uh, Shitty Watercolour had posted a comic. <laughs> yeah. What's the name of the account? Shitty Watercolour. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. No fucking <laughs> Shitty Watercolour. <laughs> yeah, so that's his, at his S Watercolour for <laughs> probably obvious reasons. He's on Twitter and Instagram. And I think he's quite well known. He's got quite a good following, I think. Um. But yeah, and there was a, he posts uh, comics of, you know, like, the character that I assume is him and his cat, you know, like, chatting about stuff and whatever else, and it's, they're very, they're very heartfelt, and the watercolour design and all that's very nice, and it's, and it's one of those that some of them just, uh, some of them are kind of emotional, but it's not too bad, like, most of it is, you know, 
you know, like him asking the cat, you know, is everything going to be this oh, hard? Yeah, yeah. And, I know the and, cat one. Yeah, and the the cat's like, no, but I'll be here when it is hard and all that. And then you know, it, it's that sort of heartfelt sort of thing. So it's like, oh, I haven't seen a comic from him in a while, and I'm scrolling back through his his comics and stuff. And by the time I got to the ones from like November last year, mm. yeah, that, that's when I started to crack. <laughs> You know, and it's emotional. Yeah, you know, and you've not started crying, but you can feel, you know, your your eyes are watering a wee bit and all that. But you've not really cried, cried, but you can just feel like, yeah, I'm getting emotional oh, about this. Mate, that was me the other night while I was watching New Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing the fucking stupid things that get you. But so I was scrolling through, and nah, man, this was yeah, really emotional. Yeah, it's very powerful. Yeah, Go and I, I got. Got to kind of like the November mark. I start. I started to crack, but and that was probably the point where I should have stopped and went to sleep. <laughs> but instead, what I did you is keep I keep going. I continued. Yes, I continued. Are you insane? Apparently. <laughs> uh, well, you're friends with me. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kept going, and by the time I got to, I think it was August or September. There was a long period last year, you know, with lockdown and all that, where. He was posting one a day of these comics, mm-hmm. him and his cat, and you know all, all these kind of heartfelt punts and whatever else. I mean, they're really good, so definitely check them out if, if you haven't seen them before. But maybe, oh, yeah, m- maybe not yeah. too many listeners in a row. <laughs> but yeah, but I got, I got to, I think it's it's about August or September, and there's just a you know a tweet from him because going through his feed, basically, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the the cat comics are probably going to slow down a bit because I realise that you know doing these once a day is not good for you in the middle of lockdown when you know comics about me chatting to my cat who's no longer here mm. and that's stake through the heart the cat's not here anymore <laughs> oh. so that was me I was just away fucking crying my fucking eyes out about I'm so- it I'm sorry listeners I just destroyed your ears there <laughs> Oh, no, no, not a cat. Yeah. Uh, Adam, no, I'm not awake enough for this. <laughs> well, whose fault is that? <laughs> uh, my dopamine levels and serotonin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, this is why we're going to chat about YouTube, which is everyone's favourite uh, platform <laughs> to cheer everybody up after, after this. That's not. I, I haven't cried since I was about thirteen, so I don't know what I'm doing. Um, oh no, I just found the tweet. Oh, you're searching, yeah. So you can imagine uh, that. That's one of those tweets and stuff like that that I'll have seen at the time and registered and thought, oh, that's you know a shame and all the rest of it, and just it, it's I've forgotten about it until I was already getting emotional, and then I came across that, and that was just you know. <laughs> that that was it. This <laughs> is one of those. Like, what, a, what a bummer of a way to start a podcast. <laughs> no. This is the danger of chatting about mental health. It's not always good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need this short, this millionaire short, but the mini, the mini. I got all you with the cat. Ah, yeah. oh, good. That makes me feel better, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm now quite upset that I don't have any. That's 
I have whispers in the fridge, but uh, I can't go get what them. What are you going to whisper in the fridge for? I just, it's in the middle of just throwing stuff in the fridge and just haven't taken them back out yet. But that is not good chocolate to be kept in the fridge. You're all like, boom, you want it to be a bit soft, doesn't it? That's the, the charm of the whisper. So yeah, but like it, it, an aero. Can you still get like normal aero? I feel like you only ever see the mint one. Yeah, you can still get it. Just I think that's good. Mint is probably more popular though. Mm. I don't know why. I don't like the mint one. I do. I do like the mint ones. Mm. The trouble with the mint ones though is they tend to ruin the taste of anything else you want to have. So you have to just have mint chocolate, like whatever, and then. Just not have anything for like a couple of hours mm. till the mintiness goes away properly. This is the danger. Yeah, definitely. Right, Adam. Yes. I watched some things on Disney Plus last night. Excellent. We'll, we'll lift the mood quickly before this yeah, I'm de- gonna, de- so, derails any worse. Sorry, listeners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I rewatched, first of all, I rewatched Doctor Strange. I got excited because Disney Plus, you know what? It's not horrendous value for money, given what they give you. So for your five ninety nine a month, or whatever, sixty quid a year, to, yeah. or sixty quid a year, yeah, yeah. you got access to the entire Disney backlog. Ninety nine percent of Marvel stuff, ninety eight percent of Marvel stuff. For some reason, the first Fantastic Four film is just not on there, but Rise of the Silver Surfer is, and I'm just like. Alright, whatever. Um that must, also there's that, no that none must, of the What? I was gonna say that that must be a fucking distribution do their thing that Fox signed that didn't, why, didn't carry they, over because it's some other company. Oh, that's a that's a potential shout. Um yeah, yeah I'll have to look into that. Oh yeah, that's that one's confused me. Um no Spider Man films are on there. Uh, yeah, because they're all Sony. Sony. Yeah. Uh but yeah. You know, and Star Wars and National Geographic stuff and everything. Um, I watched... Oh, and you get everything that is there, if it's available, it's in 4K for you. And I was like, well, that's good. You get 4K, HDR. And I was like, they don't even make you pay, you know, five quid extra to be able to watch stuff in 4K. Yeah. Like, well, that's nice. So I was like, I'm going to rewatch some films from the MCU because I'm actually gone back to watch anything since I did my big rewatch leading up to Infinity War. Yeah. Which is, you know, some years ago now. Yeah. There's quite a f- um, there's quite a few films, but I'm still debating whether or not I want to start from the beginning. Or whether I want to ju- I, just just cherry pick some films to watch that I haven't I've, seen twice. I've found the, the best way to watch the films, especially when you've already seen them, like I've seen them a lot anyway is I'll just stick one on, but then I'll skip to about the 25-minute mark and just go from sort of the middle of the first act because all of a sudden everything becomes a lot less tedious for me re-watching it. Yeah, because nice. so, you, you've dealt with the, the setup. I know where all the setup is for yeah. everything. I just want to watch all the shit happen. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I watched Doctor Strange because um, I remember, again, I was like, at the time, I was like, oh, it was really impressive, really cool art style and... VFX and everything, but it didn't really do a lot for me as a film. Uh, so I watched that, and same same applies. Uh, I found in my in my last sort of year and a half of uh, both personally trying to learn how to three D model stuff, which is hard, 
and then just continuously watching a YouTube channel that will be referenced shortly who break down VFX and films and stuff. I just, I was watching it with a whole new lens of appreciation. I was like, wow, that's some complicated shit. I was like, damn, yeah. I don't envy the people that had to make that. Uh, and also that the story was, yeah, the story wasn't as dull as I remember it being, you know, I had a good time, I had fun with it. And then I watched Thor Ragnarok. I liked Thor Ragnarok. I thought yeah. that was good. Uh, the, my, the conclusion I came to though, watching these films is that I agree with what Martin Scorsese said the other year. Uh, the Marvel films are basically just amusement park rides. And that is probably going to piss off some people, having said that. Now, I, f- I firmly believe, I, like, I think, like, Infinity War, Endgame, I think those class as cinema in the sense of how Scorsese considers it, or at least appears to consider it. Um, especially effective as cinema when you have the backstory of the 23-odd films that come before it. Yeah. However, going back and just watching the general MCU films, even a film like Ragnarok that is actually setting up quite a lot of stuff going forward, it, 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 they are. They're, they're theme park rides. And there's a weird... I don't know how to describe it. There's, there's something about the way that these films are edited that is very like, oh yeah, this is a comic book film. This is a little... You know, it's a fun action adventure flick and again nothing wrong with that love a good action adventure flick i'm well documented as being an enormous fan of the mcu and everything within it yeah. we know this um but yeah it just sort of clicked and especially when i was watching ragnarok because i'm such a big fan of taka Waititi, and you know, i've got all of his other films i've watched I, like, i've watched hunt for the world of people so many times it hurts and i love jojo rabbit and when you compare ragnarok to especially Jojo Rabbit, which is the film he did immediately afterwards, you can see a firm contrast in the kind of quality of the film, if that makes sense. Not literally the film in the wet, in the sense of the format, but in the sense of... Yeah, the, the, Ragnarok you know, is very much Taika Waititi's a version of following the, the kind of Marvel style guy. That's it. And that's Jojo it. Rabbit is Taika Waititi like, making a yeah. film. Yeah. And it's and it was interesting to watch those films back to back because again, because like Slug Derrickson who did Doctor Strange, he's got quite a distinct style and you know he's got a big background in horror and stuff. And yeah. Again, it's that thing where you can see the flavour. You see the flavour, but you can see the structure that it's all fitting into. And it's all of a sudden, it clicked for me. Yeah, it clicked last night. And I went, oh, I get what Scorsese was going on about. I was like, oh, I understand. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, he seems to have shouted a uh, not very well explained slogan out into a world that's I, not going re- to be receptive to it. Yeah, I think the problem is, is it's just like I was thinking about it after I'd watched the films and I sort of had the realisation and I went, oh, no, because when he said it all, I, I didn't disagree with him when he said it initially, when that statement came out, what was it last year, the year before? Um, I sort of, I, I read it and I thought, well, well you know, he's, he's got a certain opinion. I was like, I get what he means in a sense, but I disagree was my feeling. Yeah. I was like, no, this is cinema. And da, da, da. But then, having watched some other film, like I watched the other week, I watched uh, Malcolm and Marie. It's a new film on Netflix. It's got, did I talk about it last week? I can't remember. I might have done. 
got uh, uh, John David Washington in it and Zendaya, and it's this really, really fantastically written and amazingly performed film, but nearly two hours long. And it's just the two of them, and it's it honestly, I I feel like it was a stage play that was translated. That was they just went, oh fuck it, let's film it since we can't go to the theaters. Yeah, uh, and it is truly, truly brilliant and it's a beautiful film it's beautifully shot fantastically edited uh, but yeah the performances are phenomenal in it and it's not doing it's not telling a crazy story there isn't you know it's about this couple john david washington plays this filmmaker and Daya plays his girlfriend she's a model actress he's a filmmaker they're coming back from the premiere of his film he's made and they get into this big argument that lasts through the night. And so that's what the film is. It's us going through this this argument, this to this conversation that happens. Yeah. And it, it like I sort of while I was watching it and I got to the halfway point and there's some there's some seriously fantastic dialogue in it. And I just it clicked in my mind. I went, Oh my god, this is this is this is gonna be the new film. But like film studies, media studies people, creative writing people, like look at at universities and stuff. It's going to be like this is the film, and people are going to be at the university cafeterias, being like, oh, yeah, Malcolm Marie, da 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 da. And I was like, oh my god! I was like, I've become one of those film students. I was like, oh no, <laughs> graduates. Yeah, but I have spotted the thing that will be I've, in I've, the, it, the curriculum. You're like, fuck. It, yeah, yeah, literally, but especially because obviously I'm friends with people from university, all film students. We've all, you know, we've all studied together and swam through this swath of material to, you know, learn about filmmaking and learn about film analysis and everything. And everybody, every single one of them's going, "Oh my god, Malcolm Marie, Malcolm Marie!" Da, da, da. I'm like, "Oh no, it's happening!" I was like, "We've become, we've become them." Oh no, this is how it happened. I'm going to become one of those film people. I was like, no. Which <laughs> became especially apparent last night when I went, I agree with what Scorsese said about the Marvel films. Yeah. I went, oh no, it's happening. I'm becoming one of those film people. Yeah. Um, I think part of the problem with the, how people reacted to it, and I can't remember exactly how Scorsese said it or where it was from, but. It was taken as a just asked it. Yeah, it, it was asked. But it, yeah, but it, well, but it was taken as a, you know, like, as like a negative. And well, that's it. That's what I was going to say. It's, people just assumed, and it's the, it's an issue with fandom, isn't it? Yeah, it's the it's the fans of these films immediately got on the defensive, instantly. And all he, did, but he didn't say he didn't say, oh, they're bad films. I don't like them. He just said, oh, they're like amusement park rides. Yeah. I don't think I, I, the cinema they're like amusement park yeah, rides. And that's it. it. It's, it's that part of it that they're, they're not cinema that people take. Because again, you know, it's just one of those uh, cultural things where people have this image of cinema as the, you know, the the big thing that like you should aspire yeah. for sort of thing. And then by saying they're not that, seems like he's trying to knock them down when... That's not necessarily the point. To dismiss it. Yeah. No, because that... the, the argument. What I initially thought about it was essentially, well, who fucking cares? <laughs> but yeah. one, who cares what he thinks? In the sense that if he's not making them, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> For sure. 
Oh, that might have been the context. Was that the context? Was somebody asking him if he'd ever want to make a Marvel film? Oh, you quite approached or something. Quite, I think that might have been it. Quite possible. I can't remember. Yeah, it was a while ago, so I don't, I don't really remember the context of it. But it's the sort of thing you go, it doesn't really matter because he's not making them. Other people are making them, so they're not going away because they're still successful and blah, blah, blah. So it doesn't really matter. And then we've reached this point now where, obviously, as you mentioned, there's 23, 24 fucking Marvel films at this point. Oh, yes. And they've essentially become a genre in themselves. I don't mean like... It is. It's a Marvel film. Yeah, because it? It, they, they, they've gone beyond superhero film into it's the the MCU. It's a Marvel film. Yeah. And that's kind of what I meant by, you know, like Ragnarok being Waititi's version of making a film with the Marvel style guide, because that, that that's is it, it. it's basically his version of doing a horror film or do it. It's the equivalent of that sort of idea. It's just the genre that you make a film in. And it's slightly different, obviously, because there is no gatekeeper of the horror genre telling you that you can't do this and you can't do that, which is the, the role that Feige probably plays. Yeah. You, you know, no, when you make a normal film in any particular genre because you decided you want to and you have a story that you want to tell and whatever else, there's no one telling you yeah, yeah, but you have to have this character in it and these things have already happened and blah. You know, there's there's more restrictions on it, but in a kind of fundamental level, it's basically the same as any any other picking a genre and playing with the rules of that genre and the established uh, expectations of the audience and all the rest of it. Mm. And again, that's where films like Deadpool come in with your... your being deliberately subversive of those things to a certain degree. Yeah, for sure, for and sure. As it expands out, we'll get more and more of that. Um, but so let's see. What, yeah, so mm. they're quote unquote not cinema. Doesn't really matter. Is <laughs> basically the crux of what well, I was saying. <laughs> it just, it, just, it doesn't matter. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, it was just yeah, it just got me thinking about it last night and then i followed up ragnarok because this is the thing because i was in between these viewings i was i was sat there and i was going oh, i finished ragnarok and went oh no i kind of get it i get the scorsese thing i was like yeah i understand what he's saying and then i was thinking well no because infinity war and endgame and you know like that's it you know at the end of the day they are cinema in the sen- in the large in the broad sense that they, they, you could they, they, go- they were they were shown in cinema yeah they're feature length films that's it, yeah. that's it. Uh, and then I sort of, and I sat there and I, and I thought, well, it doesn't matter. I fell onto your page, right? yeah. it doesn't actually matter, does it? And then I thought, well, let's have a palette cleanser. And, you know, Disney Plus, obviously, with the Fox acquisition, there's all the X-Men films. Everything except Logan is on there because it's 18 R-rated. Uh, yeah, bastard. I, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I... Hadn't I didn't watch Dark Phoenix when it came out last year? <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I don't care. The, the closest I've come to actually watching anything to do with that film is listening to the Weekly Planet Boys <laughs> and their review, yeah. where they just shred the fuck out of it because <laughs> it's not great. I, see, I, I I'd, re- I'd recently re-listened to the review yeah. and it was like. Because I remember it being like a proper thrashing, but it wasn't. It was just like it's fine, it's whatever. Yeah, it was like they're like it's better than Apocalypse. I'm like, well, fuck, if it's better than Apocalypse, shit. 
Um, I mean, it's not difficult to be better than one of the worst films. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not the biggest fan of the X Men anyway. Like, I, you know, I'm whatever on it. I don't, I'm not bothered. I've never been bothered about what Fox did with any any of their Marvel licenses. Yeah, uh, it's one of those. But I just thought, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to watch it. I was like, it's here, it's on Disney+. Plus. I, I didn't watch it last year. <laughs> I like your plan that you're going to have a, a palate cleanser from a Marvel superhero film by having uh, a less good <laughs> Fox Marvel film. <laughs> Do you know what? No, but this is the thing. I watched it, and, and if, here's the thing. This is what, if, you, if you go into it, and you just treat it as a standalone film, but you just, you know, but you're somebody that knows about the X-Men. Yeah. Right. You know, Professor X. I've heard of these people before. Da, da, da. Yeah. Yeah. You, you understand the setup for the world, right? Yeah. Mutants. But, which obviously we do because we get that. Yeah. If you, if you just ignore, fuck off all the other films that come before it. Don't think about First Class. Don't think about Apocalypse. Don't think about Days of Future Past. Don't think about what's meant to be continuity because Fox are notoriously shit at maintaining yeah, the continuity. Yeah, basically take the same attitude Fox had to the continuity, which is to pretend it fuck doesn't it. exist. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Just treat it as, oh, this is a film. Whoops. Right. <laughs> and I watched it, and honestly, I didn't hate it. I finished the film. I thought, yeah, well, that's not bad. That was all right. That was fine. That was, I had, I had fun with that. It, it, it opens, the opening is really strong. The first act is really strong. The middle is a bit odd, but, uh, the, like the, 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 the final fight, there's, uh, full spoilers for X-Men. It's something to do with the train, if I remember rightly. Yeah, so originally the the it was meant to have because it came out at the same time. It was releasing at the same time as Captain Marvel uh, the other year, and yeah, was it twenty nineteen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, the finale for Dark Phoenix was meant to be was meant to take place in space, and then the the r- rumors suggest that Fox got wind that Captain Marvel was finale took place in space, and like it released the week before and so they went and reshot the final showdown <sighs> Dark Phoenix because they didn't want to be seen as copying honestly you can't tell that they went and reshot anything and it's actually quite a good sequence like the fight was actually pretty good and the way it ends I'm like that's fine I think it's, it's it, it has it's like Nick says on, said on the Weekly Planet it has the same issue that all X-Men films have which is there's no conversation in any of it. Characters don't ever talk to each other like real humans. People just make statements and leave rooms. Yeah. That's all that ever happens. And then the, and the only time you ever get a glimmer of some kind of conversation, it's people making statements at each other back and forth quickly before someone leaves a room. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's all set up, set up, set up. For, but honestly, for an hour 45 minute film, I was like, that's fine. This works. It, it it has a concise plot. It you know it sets the rules of what it wants to do, and it does it. And I, yeah, I didn't hate it. I finished it. And went that was all right to be honest. That wasn't. That's not the worst X Men film. No, like a- so ap- many people had. Apocalypse was the worst. X Men is the worst. Yes, but, dog shit. Yeah, because um, the the mistake that they always seem to make, and this is true of Fox back with these films and it's very true of DC as well with their stuff is they Mm. they try to pack too many things into the films 
And it yeah, essentially see, they didn't do that. Yeah, and and essentially what ends up happening is is you have two good films smashed into one quite shit film. <laughs> yeah, because the, nothing ever settles. So like Apocalypse was really annoying because there was a perfect setup for two films where the first film was about Magneto and he's re-established himself as just having a normal life where no one knows what the fuck's happening to him. And then that goes a bit awry and he, you know, goes back to being really, really fucked off villain mm. who, with some apocalypse stuff happening very slowly in the background of him like being revived or whatever and starting to maniacal plan in the background. And then when Magneto gets his ass handed to him, who's there to give him a wee bit of a power boost? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then that would be your lead in for the second film, which would be about what the fuck is Apocalypse doing? And oh, fuck, Magneto's back, but he's suddenly shitloads more powerful and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's what those would have been, again, assuming that you actually write them well and do everything else properly. That's two potentially really good films. And then what did they do? They smashed them together and ruined both <laughs> by making one terrible film yeah. out of it. And that's like... Yeah, it's not that, right, is it? Yeah, and that's where Batman v Superman falls apart because, again, they smack two things into it that just don't mesh. Yeah, that, that's what Batman v Superman falls apart. That's one of the reasons Batman v Superman falls apart. <laughs> one of many. Yeah, but I, I would say that that's one of those where that's like a foundational reason. So as soon as you separate that part out, you can fix a lot of the other problems, even even taking into account the fact that maybe the director's not the right person for it, or the vision's a bit skewed compared to the best possible yeah. version of that film. But you can still make a good film out of you know, maybe not necessarily the the best thing that you could have meant by by dealing with that one kind of like foundational error. Yeah, but um, they don't. So <laughs> usually, it just goes fucking horrible. And yeah, no, they they managed to to sidestep that with this one. But it didn't Did matter it? because no one gave a fuck by that point. Well, it didn't, it didn't matter because by the time the film was coming out, Disney had bought Fox, so it gave a shit. Yeah, and it had been delayed yeah. a couple of times, didn't it, as as well? Yeah, it got, yeah well, it got delayed because of those reshoots. Uh, those pointless yeah. reshoots. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if they were pointless. Again, it, it worked. I thought the finale yeah. was decent. Honestly, I was, surpri- I was pleasantly surprised by it. I just put it on because I thought, oh, let's watch the crap X-Men film. And then I, I finished it and went, oh, that was pretty good. I was like, yeah, I like this. That's, that's not, it's not the worst thing I've ever watched in my life. Yeah, because um, Apocalypse is. <laughs> no, <laughs> Justice League is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have yeah. You, no, no. Have you watched the trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League? No, no. I, I'm getting the best possible version of this where I'm just living vicariously through everyone else in the sense that mm. no matter what reaction I see, I enjoy just how ridiculous it all is. That's fair enough. Because it's one of those that if this comes out and it's brilliant, the reaction to that is going to be hysterical. And if it comes out and it's shit still, the reaction to That's that is going to be hysterical. <laughs> and I get to enjoy both because I haven't watched it <laughs> because I gave up after Batman v Superman because that, that's one of those... In the cinema, I enjoyed Batman v Superman because I got 
Batman versus Superman fighting one another on the big screen. And what they gave you out of that was good enough for that one time to say, all right, that wasn't great, but I enjoyed that part of it. I got kind of the one thing I wanted out of it, even though it could have been a a hell of a lot better. But that was very much a... The only reason I was able to do that is because that was very much the... And full stop. No Mm. more DC for me. I'm out. (laughs) Until they get their shit together. And people convince me that they have actually accomplished that feat. And so far that hasn't happened. Yeah. See what I mean, yeah. M- maybe this one will be it. Who knows? <laughs> I doubt it. My, my <laughs> man, this is a new. Yeah. Because again, it's going to be new. Is it, no matter no matter how close or far away it is from his original vision for Justice League. You know, Zack Snyder's original vision for it. Yeah, yeah. it's still going to be Zack Snyder's version of it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And that's... So, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. what people have to commit to. Yeah. And and it's one of those, if you've enjoyed his stuff, like, for that, and you like his style, then fine. Yeah. I don't think it works for the DC characters. It's not the films I want out of it. Do you know, and I was thinking about So I'm this. just not bothered about his... Any, no, anything he I, does regarding that. I... He, he kind of ruined DC characters for me. Ooh, I was thinking. Ooh, I was that, thinking that, that's about even this. worse than thought. That's a hot, that's a hot take. Yeah, Lick, hot, for, so hot, so fresh. Ah, ah, burn. <laughs> like my cup of tea. Um, I just. Oh, I, I feel it, I feel bad actually because I just I sent you earlier a like hour and a half long video about Batman. <laughs> oh no. I, no, that's okay. Batman the Animated Series is forever safe. That's not... That, but that's all right then. No, just, just kind of in general. No, just kind of in general. I was thinking about this and it's like, I when I was younger, I loved Batman. I loved Superman. Flash was Superfly. You know, I was like, yeah, man, let me get a, a, a DC. I was always more of a Marvel guy. I've always been more of a Marvel guy anyway. Um, but, you know, I did, I enjoyed the DC, the universe and, and those characters. And and then I, I think it's a combination of how Zack Snyder, his treatment of those characters. Yeah. Not that he, you know, beat them up or something, just <laughs> the films he made. Yeah, his film treatment of them, yeah. His, his film treatment. And then the fucking fans of those treatments. Yeah. And it's just, I'm just like, I, I don't care yeah and don't get me wrong i am ex i am super excited for the batman robert pattinson's the batman uh robert pattinson as the batman in mad reeves is the batman how many times can you say batman batman uh god i'm losing my bloody mind here Adam. <laughs> i know but I'm, I'm really excited for that i think that's gonna be i think that will be what people expect it to be at least fine, um, fine. excellent com- yeah. by comparison <laughs> yeah but, which is, Rel- uh, relative masterpiece yeah <laughs> it's not a high bar but yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh again relative yeah now, uh yeah i just i just i don't care and it, here's the thing I, it annoys me because as far as i can tell zach snyder himself seems like a very nice man <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've liked a few of his films that he's made. I haven't seen all the stuff he's well, made, yeah, but like 300 no. is really good. 
Uh, yeah, 300 solid film, yeah. isn't it? And, I, you know, I enjoyed Sucker Punch, even though it's weird as fuck and takes like gotcha. three attempts to watch to understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm not keen. That's, mm, dude, I have issues with that film. Yeah, uh, it has uh, issues, but it's one of those that, as a, again, as a film, it's actually an enjoyable watch, even though it's not. Yeah, I think the greatest. I think yeah. it's it's a clear indicator of Snyder's inherent issue with filmmaking symbolism and yeah. metaphors, allegories of things, is that he doesn't fucking understand what he's doing with them. Because like Sucker yeah. Punch is meant to be, it's meant to be, right? He's he's tone deaf in a way. Because Sucker Punch is meant to be about these these women, these survivors of trauma and abuse, who go out, you know, and they get fucking revenge and they find liberation and you know for freedom and and and, and yeah. the, content the, with themselves. They're basically, yeah, they're, they're escaping those characters, a, a, an an insane asylum, and this is sort of their yeah. sort of hallucinated, embellished version of their escape plan, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, what I mean, yeah. it's, it's meant to be this. It's meant to be this, like, girl power piece, right? And it's meant to be this. It, it, this very pro-women thing and it is in in ways but in other ways when your your story is about characters who again have been victims of abuse that's why they've been you know yeah yeah they find themselves why are half the shots in the film low angle looks at their asses yeah and it's it it falls apart in its presentation you go what the fuck is that and then it's the same thing with fucking superman superman is meant to be the you know He's meant to be God, isn't he? He's Jesus. That's what Superman has become. He's the allegory for Jesus. Not even what he's become. It's just what he is. Fucking Jor-El sends his, his only child to Earth, and then he comes in. Oh, he's got powers, and he protects us. Basically, he suffers for humanity's sins, sort of. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Except Zack Snyder couldn't just, you know, let that be told by the story itself instead no 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 Clark goes to church and he sits behind in front of a stained glass window and he talks to uh, the the vicar of the priest whatever fucking title it takes and then and then he tells him he reminds him of Jesus and well you know that oh, and it's like what the fuck okay yeah we get it why you gotta be so he's like he takes it it's so on the nose and then you get the nutter fanboys that are like it's, you just don't get it man it's symbol and it's like what shut up that's not symbolism that's crap storytelling yeah it, it's not that's it's not symbolism it, it's not symbolism if it is literally printed on a gigantic hammer i maintain most people's affection for Zack snyder's films specifically his dc films is just that they look good so they refuse to admit that they're bad movies because well they look good it's one of those it's, that Again. It's the same way people maintain headphones are good just because they're loud. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, these ones get louder, so they must be better. My it's stereo like, is the best stereo. Just feel that bass. It's like, I can't hear the actual song anymore because I'm vibrating like, so hard. Like, yeah, fucking like, turn the bass yeah. down a bit and you'll enjoy it a bit more, you fucking twat. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's what it is. It's yeah. like, he, he's got, because he's, he's a fantastic cinematographer. Yeah, his problem is he just doesn't... I know, doesn't, I, I know he, he, I'm aware I just mentioned the shots of arses. Yeah. That's about tone-deaf things. That's not to say they're not bad frames, like yeah. in actual film speak. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's weird to have gratuitous butt shots in anything. Yeah, but uh, the, again... The, the, I'm looking the, at you. The, the, the point being that it's all right to have a few 
in a film that oh mamma mia and it, it's one of those it becomes a problem that even though they're all very good there's like 150 of them <laughs> and you go we get, we, we've come across a problem here we're gonna, yeah. we'll, we'll end up in a yeah. deep dive of discussing the male gaze in film before we ever get to our main topic for this week but but no it's, it's the thing it's like like it annoys like Batman versus like Man of Steel Batman versus Superman they are good looking movies they look good they're, they're good to look at not when you get to the end and especially if Batman v Superman it's a smoke monster on a smoky island on a you know yeah, uh, yeah. But overall, it's like that's not bad. I like I like the composition of his films, right? Uh, yeah, he, do, he does well in trailers. For, yeah. Oh, they look great in trailers. Yeah, because yeah, it, it doesn't make up for yeah. the shit film. Yeah, his problem is just that he's he's good at making films, but not having characters in them. I take a dog shit <laughs> and I put and I perfectly form it into a really good looking brownie. <laughs> It's still dog shit. Yeah. You're just very good you know at presenting mean? it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that is the part that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what I can think about now is that video. It's the, it's the guy, the scouse guy, who goes, well, if my auntie had bull, she'd be my uncle, but she doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought you were thinking of the very disgusting version of the, is it a cake trend? <laughs> Oh, God, oh. That's right. I thought I've you got, were going. I, I, oh no! I was just glad I got mini millionaire uh, shortbread and not mini brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Uh, get that bowl. Should be my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? like, so, what's that thing? Campo said that one time on Good Morning ago. He goes, he's talking about the carbonara, isn't it? Holly says something about putting ham in it. Yeah, you get a British carbonara. It's like. Well, if if I put if I put wheels on my grandmother, <laughs> she's a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find links to the relevant videos for people. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> oh god! Is that yeah? So he's 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 good at shooting a film, but not writing one or directing. Yeah. One. How much writing of these does he do? No fucking idea. I think his brother writes them. So is his brother the bad writer, or is it both of them? <laughs> like what? No, because I think he's written stuff for DC like, comics, and they've been quite good. Yeah. I think they write them together. I don't know. I could Google it, but I don't care. Yeah. Just because, yeah, like, Batman v Superman, I haven't even watched Man of Steel, but... Uh, because I went into Batman v Superman being very much like... Man of Steel's not bad. Yeah. But I went into it very much as, uh, well, I'm just Team Batman, and coming at it from that angle is going to be an interesting experience. Because this film is going to introduce me to that version of Superman, and then I'm going to have to care that he doesn't get killed. <laughs> mm. Or one of them doesn't get killed, and they become pals. <laughs> but, Plot twist. Yeah. like Obviously, that was kind of... You know, I've seen the animated versions of this. <laughs> yeah. but, like what you're talking about, like, you, you know, you're always more of a Marvel boy. It's like, I was a mainstream boy. If it was animated, I knew about it. <laughs> and otherwise, That's I didn't. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, so I did, did Batman, the animated I mean, series. I did X-Men. I did Spider-Man. I did Justice League. Batman Beyond and all the rest of it. So I did, yeah. I did a fair bit of all that. So it's kind of funny. 
To be f- I mean, to be fair, that's that's the majority of my experience with everything. It's just I was fortunate enough in my childhood to have my mate Josh, and he was the comic obsessed. Yeah, so, so I'd go around and you re- read all these yeah. piles of comics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't really have he anyone. Was, he that. was my he was my Wikipedia for comic characters and stuff yeah. back when we were kids. I'd no, I'd no, no him, you're mine. <laughs> now I'm yours. Yeah, because yeah. I'm still a bit like that. Because I haven't really delved into the comics themselves that much. I know a, a, a good man. I know a good deal more about stuff than I did, obviously, just over time accumulating stuff. But it's funny when if we went back and told, you know, you know, ten year old me or whatever who was watching of, you know, like the Justice League cartoons or whatever, that that would be practically irrelevant <laughs> and it would be mm. these Marvel Avengers that you've never heard of. <laughs> Apart from that one time in Spider-Man, but that wasn't really the Avengers. It was just some of the people in it. You know, because I mean, to me, Captain America was just a guy who turned up at, you know, was it the last season or near the end of Spider-Man, the the animated series is, he's, he's, he's a nobody. (laughs) He's a second, you know, he's a secondary character at best. Along with, you know, quite a few others. Like, that that was my experience yeah. of all of them. And now you've got, you know, they, they've been the guys for the last fucking ten years. Uh, the, the kind of role reversal in that sense, because of how successful Marvel's films have been compared to DC's, is quite staggering when you think back to mm. those old days. Complete, mm. complete reversal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And obviously, yeah. I think the DC animated stuff still does quite well. Um, I don't know how much animated stuff Marvel makes anymore, but um, so I, yeah, I'm not even sure to be honest. Yeah. I assume it's just the kid shows that go out on the Disney Channel, yeah. and but it's the kind of thing I, again. Like point. over the years, I've still seen you know like Teen Titans Go or whatever pop up, and some other mm. DC stuff that comes along. And every so often, there's a mention of oh yeah, they've done another animated film or two about you know with Batman or whoever. Uh, and but I haven't heard anything really about Marvel animated stuff until obviously the they f- did, phase four push. This is about probably twenty eleven, maybe they had a push. That's a few animated films like they had Planet Hulk. They did a Doctor Strange film. There was an Iron Man film. Can't think what else there was. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. No, they were yeah. they were all right. Yeah. They were similar vein to like the bit like the the DC animated universe stuff, you know, like yeah, Red Hood and everything. It was that sort of yeah. It was the same. Planet Hulk's quite good. I think that was on Netflix at some point. I don't know if it's available anywhere at the minute. Yeah. Um, if you can find that somewhere to watch though, that is actually re- that's really good. Uh, yeah. That's another thing holding DC back with their their DC online or whatever has been kind of folded into is it HBO? HBO Max, yeah. yeah. We, we don't have yeah. Here. yeah. Yeah. I think it is launching here. Eventually, but, yeah. But yeah. It's another one of the things you're just like kind of unbothered by it. But if you're gonna fucking want people to care about these characters and stuff, you might want to make it available for people. Mm. As well. Again well, that's just that's where we get back into licensing issues yeah. and stuff, and distribution rights in global yeah. regions, and you know and that's just that's a whole other bloody thing. Yeah, again, this, Disney owning everything is bad. 
but this is yes. one slight upside that <laughs> they, they can just um, put it all on a service and you know just send it around the world because because they can and they have the money to just tell anyone who doesn't like it to shove it. Oh, guess what, Adam? Yes, Planet Hulk is on Netflix. Go, Ooh. go give that a watch if you fancy it. Might as well. Again, very good. Yeah, I wonder if they've got any of the other. Hmm. There's a Hulk video game that I used to enjoy. I used to beat up tanks and Ultimate shit. Destruction. Yeah. yeah, that was a good game. Was it Ultimate Destruction? Whatever one it was. During the time the the, the first film came out, I think. Or was it the second film? Where which first film? The first first film, two thousand three, Ang Lee Hulk, Eric Banner, yeah. or The Incredible Hulk, Edward Norton. Yeah, I was thinking it was the Ang Lee one because that was first, but um, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was after. I mean, no, I mean there was the Ang Lee Hulk game, which I never got past like the third level. I know. Um, I remember just beating up some tanks. That was cool. Hey man, I love beating up tanks yeah. and shit. But uh, oh, by the way, Ang Lee Hulk and The Incredible Hulk both on Netflix UK. So there you go. Uh, um, Bumblebee. I might give that a watch. That's yeah. meant to be quite good. Bumblebee is uh, pretty good. Again, I'm, I'm yet to watch it. You should. <gasps> Spectacular Spider-Man. <clears throat> Which is the best animated version of Spider-Man. Mm. Fight me on it. Uh, there is nothing better than Spectacular Spider-Man. It is the best. I haven't watched that one. Go watch it. Go watch it now. <laughs> Fuck the podcast. <laughs> it is exceptionally good, especially for being a kid's cartoon. Ser- like, seriously, it's bloody fantastic. And it's got a shit-hot theme for the, for the intro. It's good. Anyway, fuck it. Adam, we've been locked up in the houses for... Long time now. Oh my god, this is oh this, god, this so is long. professional as fuck. <laughs> you caught me off guard. <laughs> uh, I keep I keep dipping into the reserves that are left over from back when we used to be good at this. <laughs> He's doing a proper segue that sounds like a, a proper like segment and everything. Uh, imagine but, how good it would have been if you hadn't cut me off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we've been locked in our houses, Alfred. <laughs> we've been locked, and we've been locked in our houses for so long, so long, so long, so long. And you know, I've already we talked a bit about. I've, I've been watching shit on Disney Plus, yeah. but I think YouTube has been the great savior of the lockdown recently. Uh, there's so much stuff to watch. There's so many videos. It's unbearable. There's too much content. It's quite overwhelming. Yeah, as much uh, as it's been the savior, I'm just going to check. My watch later list because it's been growing. Oh, it's current. Got a watch later list. Yeah, it's currently at 195 videos. <laughs> John Bon Jesus. Yeah. I, I've been struggling to keep up with all of them. Seems <laughs> excessive. I, do I? I don't even know if I have anything on my watch later list. But I treat my watch later list as like a bookmark list for videos I liked. Yeah. To be fair, that there is a, you know, like. Maybe twenty odd of that hundred and ninety five that are videos I've watched that I just wanted to have easily to hand. But yeah, there is a lot of those videos that are just you know, oh, I should watch that one. You know, it's the sort of thing like if I'm sitting at work, I can't watch any videos, but I have some time. I can Mm. go through you know my subscriptions and 
see what's been uploaded recently and think, oh, I should watch that one. Click, click, click. And this is this is the result. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I could, yeah, no, I just keep mine to you. <laughs> one, of, one of the videos on my watch later list is just the first ever episode of Kitchen Nightmares. The full episode. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that sums me up pretty well, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, anyway, listeners, there's so much stuff to to watch on YouTube. It can get overwhelming. So Adam and I thought, well, Adam thought we could sit down and have a chat about some of our favourite YouTube channels, give you them recommendations, stuff to check out yeah. while you're stuck at home. I don't know how many of our recommendations are going to be particularly unique. I think I'm... I'm quite mainstream with my YouTube channels, to be honest. I think, to be honest, there's going to be a fair difference because... should, should be a good little mix, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things. I didn't go for any of the obvious, you know, like the like the, the PlayStation account for or game trailers or whatever. I didn't do those ones. Yeah, it gives a fuck about that. Yeah. yeah. But again, you know, it's sort of thing. If you, if you like... Yeah, it's good for video game reviews. Yeah. I've avoided all of that. I mean, I don't follow IGN anyway because of the spoiling bastards oh loud Jay um, <laughs> them and their American ways of posting images or videos with thumbnails with characters in them and whatever else that you go fuck yeah they do they do do that yeah they? so they've been essentially just banned from everything <laughs> like all social medias and stuff like that because I get, again I went through a, a very heavy like no spoilers ever phase um so that's just a holdover from that. But yeah, don't follow any like IGN or that. But I, I have four categories of recommendations because I've grouped them. Yeah, I, Mine's just a horrible list, so yeah. That's fine. Well, you want to start with your horrible list and then we'll, we'll pick well, things up as we go? Because I imagine I was we'll, thinking, we'll just kind of jump about as we... Think without going like on a, on a proper deep dive of these first ones, I thought I'll just give quick shout-outs to the big channels that I do follow good idea enjoy oh, regular fuck. content fuck. drops hang on what the drop what was that I pulled my cable out my headphones <laughs> oh bloody hell well this is going well I'm not editing this out I'm plugged back in can I hear you how'd you what I can hear you how'd you do that it's a precarious setup it's precarious Rav, <laughs> you need to go wireless oh god well, this reminds me actually that I bought a new um, longer cable, um, but oh. I bought it today, so it hasn't. It's not turned up yet. <laughs> it comes tomorrow because <laughs> oh. I have. Um, oh god! Like, so it's the Frankenstein PC that I'm using. The only three point yeah. five mil jack that works is the one on the back. Yep. So the computer's back to front, so that I can reach that one. You know, direct onto the motherboard. For the cable to be long enough for me to do this, I have to use an extender. And all of the connections are just slightly too loose. (laughs) Oh, no. Which is why I thought, yeah, I definitely need... Because last week what was happening is is the audio was cutting out on one side of my headphones. Just because of the way the connection is. But it's the kind of thing, like, if I move the cable just enough, it would come back. But then I thought, you know, I, I should actually buy just a, another cable that's just one big length that will do the distance. Yeah, it saved me this hassle of using the extender. But then the extender is quite loosely connected to the port and the motherboard. <laughs> and 
<laughs> so all I did was tap it with my hand by mistake. <laughs> you were trying, and it just it just flew out. <laughs> like oh fuck. Oh dear. It's too, it's too much drama for me. Here. I can't deal with this. I mean, are you awake now after that? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Bloody all right. Anyway, back to what I was saying. The, the big YouTube channels. Yeah, so so the big ones I follow and enjoy. Uh, get these out of the way. So, Linus Tech Tips for tech tips, computer stuff, all that fun stuff. Linus is always a good laugh. Uh, Marquez Brownlee, MKBHD, legend. If you want phone reviews, tech reviews, high quality, super high quality. Oh, my God, especially the last six months, him and his editing team have just got new cameras and they've got some funky new lenses and their production game has like Marquez already had the best product video production quality on all of YouTube for like his phone reviews, his tech reviews, everything like that. Yeah. But now he's gotten even better and it's like, how dare you, sir? Stop you raising the bar, is, you bastard. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, this is unacceptable. Uh, yeah, Marquez. And then some others, uh, some uh, big, bigger, more popular uh, music ones, especially here in the UK. So Rabir Massad, Adam Neely, it's great uh, jazz and music theory guy. Uh, I I do follow IGN because I like. To, I I didn't used to. I I used to follow everybody. I used to have every single game outlet, game media outlet. But then all of my subscription box would just be filled with game trailers whenever game trailers would yeah. come out from everyone and I was like this is ex- I only need one in here I was like who do I like so I think I no see the I'm either following IGN or I'm following game spot I mean I, IGN is one of those that spot. they're quite good because a lot of the the IGN UK team are, are good guys and a lot of their stuff is video yeah, based yeah, yeah. so like, yeah I'll, I'll seek sure. that stuff out when it appears but I don't follow them because the rest of it is yeah pain. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, yeah, that's that's kind of it for me on like the big ones, and then I think the big the mutual one for us, a big one for us, would both uh, both follow Mister Sunday movies. Uh, both big fans of his podcast, The Weekly Planet. Yeah. So you guys should go check that. Links below. Again, all that stuff. With the dietary followers channel. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> you're a piece of shit? And I'm not doing this podcast with you. Anyway, you subscribe. Again, same reason because it was all. Spoilery stuff in that back in the days. He never does spoilery stuff like that. We uh, that show. But it was he's always good with that. Yeah, but it was just because it was smart thumbnails, and he always gives fair warning in his videos. Yeah, yeah. It, he to be fair, he wasn't like one in particular that like was bad for it. It's like I never subscribed to him just on the basis that I was avoiding stuff anyway. Yeah, so I just never bothered, and because uh, there was a long time actually that. I didn't even listen to the Weekly Planet because I know there was a very long time. I spent three years telling you, "Hey, Adam, go listen to this." Podcast. I think I, I think, like, I, you I, think I listened to one episode and thought, "Yeah, I like these guys." And then I was like, "But I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't listen yeah. weekly to this when they're talking about news about films that could spoil stuff for me." You quite, yeah. but now that I've actually basically we got to, I would have been the run up to Infinity War, I think, and I was like, it, I was. Mm-hmm. It was at that point where it was either before or after Infinity War that I was like, right, we've we've hit the climax. I'm ready to go back and listen to all this stuff and kind of laugh along at their you know predictions and how wrong they were about stuff and the the weird things that they got kind of scarily accurate and and uh, and since I've been back and listened to all their pods, I've 
you know, I've listened to them all quite a few times now. And I do listen weekly now. I just... Good, good boy. Yeah, I just stop at the like movie review part if it's a film that I've not seen that I'm going to see. And then I, I listen to I it. I just have no fear. But, I embrace all the knowledge. Yeah. Which obviously hasn't happened in, you know, two years. <laughs> yeah. when, when things go back to normal, that'll be kind of the process. Mm. But then I'll go back to it once I have seen the film. Um, good. Anyway. Good. Uh, yeah, what your bigger channels that you you sub to oh i didn't ask them fuck um well you should know these off the top of your head i'll throw in a couple more so the more music related stuff paul davis fantastic guitarist get some good lessons and lots of good production knowledge off of him uh diy perks is great fairly big channel these days he does some really cool stuff he built like the most super slim secret desk computer ever recently which is really cool uh that's a good video uh, yeah. yeah, and then my the other stuff I follow. Yeah, there's there's a few other bigger ones, but uh, the 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 other channels I follow are for the list, for the list, for the discussions. Yeah, for the thinkings. Uh, big ones. I've got a couple of the the game ones, like PlayStation and like Bandai Namco, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Digital Foundry. They're pretty big. Oh, of course, yeah. 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 That's yeah. They're they're, I, I feel, they're your tech boys for like your video games. Yeah. yeah, if you're into games, I feel like you probably follow. I forgot I could play it. Like they're so default to me. I just yeah. I assume everybody is subscribed to them. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. well, you play games and you're not subscribed to Digital Foundry. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just having a really quick look for any other kind of bigger ones. Uh, GDC, they do some good talks yeah, and yeah. stuff when they they pop them up. Uh, again, I probably don't watch as many of their videos as I should, but I am subscribed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of it for big ones. Yeah. yeah. All right, then we'll hit me with your first smaller one. What's your first recommendation, Adam? Who are they? What do they do? Uh, well, we'll stick with, uh, you mentioned music, so we'll stick with that for a wee bit. I've got mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First to Eleven, our band to do a lot of uh, covers and stuff. Um, they did their own music as well obviously but like a lot of the covers are they're very much my kind of era so there's like Paramore Fall Out Boy Green Day and you know loads of whoa, 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 yeah, lots of that kind of era stuff as well as some other kind of years so, and then they've done you know like um, big collaboration ones in it. so there's like Stairway to Heaven and a couple others that have like a few different nice. people on it Um. Uh, they're very good. So if you like that kind of style of music, then that's one for it. Another person who does a lot of covers is Violet Orlandi. Yeah, uh, bit more of the kind of she on my list. <laughs> oh, on your list as well, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Cross yeah, very, very goth kind of style. My big powerful, yeah. powerful voice. Oh yeah, powerful voice. Absolutely. It's like, oh damn. Pro- do you mind? Calm down. Proper voice, and then the opposite end of the music spectrum, like no copyright sounds, which is a lot more of the kind of dancey music and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, there's some good ones on that because that's again, there's a lot of people on there that you know they do that feature on like the songs and stuff that pop up that you then yeah, you know, maybe a, a wee bit lower profile that you then check out and start subscribing to them off of the back of songs you liked and stuff like that. So they're, yeah, they're a good yeah, way yeah. of finding people that way. Um. And some of the tracks are just fucking absolute bangers. 
and they're giving those songs and stuff away to use on for no copyright and all that with just credits. You're like, that's a pretty good deal for stuff if you're that's using it. Cool. Yeah. That's fair play, man. Yeah. Um, you got any other musics? Yep, two more. The, um, Go on, hit me with it. Hit me with the knowledge. Yeah. The, the first one would be uh, Sean Dagger, who does sea shanties. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He appears on the Black Flag soundtrack. He's in quite a few of the songs for that. You know, doing the shanties. And uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue as well. Uh, But obviously, you know, the the, the sea shanty scene blew up this year (laughs) big time (laughs) with lockdown and all that. Come back with a vengeance in a way. It's it's one of those that I've seen a few people talking about, like, what is it about it that kind of speaks to people? And it's the... You know, it's the oh, fuck. What was the word? I've completely lost the word. The, I don't know the, the camaraderie, the, the having a group of people singing, that. you know, a song or whatever. It's the sort of thing you miss yeah, from. Yeah, that's a pain. Yeah, minute, isn't your it? gigs yeah. or just down the pub or whatever karaoke. You know, it's it's that sort of you know everyone's all enjoying a good time sort of, and everyone can join in because that's kind of the beauty of sea shanties is as long as there's enough. People talk, you know, doing singing them. It doesn't matter if you're shit at it, because <laughs> you all sort of blend together into this sort of weird, like room level harmony. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter if you're not good at it. If you know what I mean, as long as you know the words, you can join in. Or, yeah. or you don't even need to know the words because the, the whole point of it is whoever's leading it, you know, says the line, and you'll have like the sort of chorusy bit that you sort of repeat back yeah, every yeah. so often, you know, and part is the chorus and whatever else. So he's doing the now like a series um, shanty of the week. So like shanty of yeah. the week, you should, they should pair, pair him up with tanked up. They should do a shandy of the week. <laughs> uh, so he's doing shanty of the week, and then his videos have you know like wee bits and pieces, you know, like trivia and stuff like that. So like um, the one he did for like the weatherman. That was one of the ones that kind of blew up uh, off of the back of... Fucking Weatherman. It's the Weller Yeah, well, Weller. <laughs> Wellerman. The, the Wellerman. Man. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> the, the Wellerman, yeah. Like, that blew up off the back of TikTok because he did one for that and he was talking about what the Wellerman actually was. Yeah. And some of the references to, you know, like, lyrics in the songs and stuff like that. The Whale yeah. Hunters, wasn't Yeah, it? down in New Zealand yeah. and all that. Oh, I'm powerful. Yeah. It's edutainment. Yeah, so it's quite interesting that way because the one, the, the shanties are fucking good and they've lasted a hell of a long time for a reason because they're very good tunes, most of them. Mm. And, you know, there's like thousands of versions of some of them with, you know, like hundreds of verses so you can kind of mix and match and, you know, and you can come up with your own and all that. I'm curious, does he get into the, the, the history of it with with a lot of sea shanties starting from, especially like modern Western sea shanties from you know the sort of sixteen uh, hundreds onwards, kind of their origins have been traced back to like the slave trade. It was the slaves would sing while they were in the hull of the ship. Uh, I haven't watched all of his videos on it yeah. yet, so I, I, it hasn't. It probably does. It hasn't yeah. cropped up in the ones that I've watched, but he does talk about you know he does mention some of them because he. But obviously some of them are very um, sexist in nature, misogynist in nature, some of them, just in the language used. Because obviously it's... Bloody 
Yeah, because it's from that era where it's up. See, yeah, it's, it's all blokes on a fucking ship stuck for <laughs> months at a time or whatever. So some of the languages are shagging manatees yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, some of the references to women are not the most um, PC and polite. <laughs> so, so he's mentioned that a few times in some of them, like uh, just in the, the wee pop ups in the videos. But it's good. I should actually have put on here as well the the longest Johns. They do a lot of um, sea shanties. <laughs> it's a good name. <laughs> it's a brilliant name. But they've done quite a few. Uh, you can find them a lot of their stuff just on streaming as well. They're very good, and they also have their YouTube as well. And then, sorry, no, I'm just thinking. I was thinking that's a really good name, and it just reminded me of what my my mate Toby changed his name on Call of Duty to last night. What was it? Dangly sack. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is quite good. <laughs> yeah, no, so if you're into your sea shanties, uh, Sean Dagger and um, The Longest Johns are good ones. They're good sea shanty people. Highly recommend. Yeah. And then the, la- the last one, music wise, is uh, the channel is Lee and Lai. So L E and L I E. Uh, oh my goodness. That's Annalise. She does English covers of a lot of the the songs used in the like the opening and ending credits of uh, anime. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah. So, you know, a, a lot of the ones that they use are, you know, it's actual like Japanese artists and that singing kind of yeah, yeah pop yeah. and rock and whatever else, depending on what it is. And she does like English translated versions of them, and a lot of them are pretty good. Is she- does she do like direct translation so the lyrics end up being a bit weird or does she do relative translation? No, it's proper translations, yeah. Ah, cool, cool, cool. I don't know, I like, I like direct translations sometimes because you just go, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> to, to be fair, some of them might be a bit weird but they work in the songs, if you know oh, what yeah, I mean. Of because no, they always work. Yeah. They always work. But it's just always like you just sit and you think <laughs> yeah. about it for a second. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Like if you examine song lyrics too closely, you you do find that none of the metaphors hold up. <laughs> Not in the slightest. Yeah, you very much yeah. they they disappear as soon as you scrutinise them. <laughs> um, yeah, can, But yeah, right, right, Adam, you've done music things. Yeah. I know I mentioned a couple of music channels guitar related channels but i have music channels as well so uh in the cover of covers in the vein of covers is what i wanted to say uh Mousse is my go-to for funky groovy covers of mashups of fun tunes of all varieties of genres uh and they're great and they are compromise is a combination of a bunch of really cool musicians keyboard player jack is and his wife Natalie sings. She she sings in pop moves. But Jack also has a spin-off channel called Scary Pockets, which is all funk covers of stuff. Uh Jack is also the man responsible for Patreon. <laughs> he is the one that started it. It was all born of Pomplamoose. What? Because him and Natalie were making they were making YouTube videos. They were putting these covers up this few years back, obviously. And it occurred to him it was like they got a million views on one of their videos. And they got like five thought, off of YouTube for it. Well he, so, yeah, and he sort of thought, well, if everybody gave us a dollar, we'd have a million dollars. And it was at the time, there was no way to do that, to support creators online in an in a efficient manner. Yeah. And that's where he, that's, and then he had the idea for Patreon, so he started up Patreon. And, uh, yeah. I, I so, didn't even 
I didn't even think about it. You know the way that Patreon is one of those things that, particularly because it's so big now, it sounds exactly like the sort of thing that one of the sh- shoddy and shameless fucking like finance companies would have come up with. Yeah. Big corporation or whatever, but <laughs> it's just this bloke and his that wife. Is. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I should have, I should have probably this checked that out before. Yeah, I do you know what it was? Is I because I I'd watched Pomplum's videos many times and like, you know, I'd seen some scary pockets videos and yeah, you know, I started getting really into them, especially in the like a couple of years ago, especially. Um and and I was looking at him and all I could think was, I've seen that guy somewhere. Where have I seen this guy's face? I was like, where have I seen he'd done a TED talk talking about Patreon which I'd seen. And I was like, wait, what? I sort of, so I gave him a quick Google. I was like, what is this guy? Like, Jack, Ted Talk. I was like, oh, oh, wait, what? I was like, no, that's him. <gasps> He's the guy that started, that started Patreon. And I was like, oh, crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. And then other music stuff. Uh, Rick Beato is a seriously unbelievable musician, producer. Uh, he's got some, phenomenal videos up on his channel uh covering music theory guitar playing uh he does really fun breakdowns where he listens to the charts at the minute so you know whatever it is pop rock you name it and he'll break down the top 10 and do a little bit of quick sort of short musical analysis on chord choices and melody and harmony and everything and sort of you know just assess what's going on yeah uh but yeah, uh, so yeah, and then what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Let me consult my list again. I mentioned Adam Neely. Uh, Judge Turner is a fantastic singer songwriter, and he's got he collabs with his mate. I can't remember his name, Callum. I think they have a, a duo called the Other Favorites, and they just do some seriously beautiful covers of lots of songs they've done recently. They did a really great cover of Harmony Hall, Vampire Weekend. Yeah. With the two of them, and they're at the bottom of a stairwell with their acoustics playing this tune. Oh, it's fantastic. That, and that would sound good, yeah. Yeah, I'll find the video for you. They did that, and then last year they did a really good cover of uh, Mamma Mia, and it's guitar and banjo, and it's fantastic, really. Beautiful singers, fantastic singers, amazing voices. Uh, they're really good. Uh, oh, I just thought somebody else. Uh, no, but uh, back to Rick Beato quickly. He he is like a serious musician. Like he used to teach jazz at Berkeley back in the day. So like he's a he's legit. He knows his stuff. And if if you're interested in in music, music theory, guitar, guitar playing, you know, and you want to learn a bit, he's got some really amazing videos up on his channel and on his Instagram and stuff. Uh, and he's got some thing, you know, some stuff you can buy. He's got a book that you can buy, which is I highly recommend it. Uh, it's yeah, really, really fantastic. So I highly recommend him. S- adjacent to to music is some more production focused stuff. So this is actually a really new YouTube channel called Present Day Productions. They started last year, right at the start of the lockdown here in the UK. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 but they started because of the lockdown. Oh, right. Yeah, so basically, they're, yeah. they're a studio. I think they're based out of Essex or Kent. They're near London, south. south. They're down here. They're near my ends. Um, 
and they yeah they had a studio and the lockdown happened obviously they lost massive amount of their trade yeah so they started making youtube videos because they're a production yeah. house that specialize in music production and video production yeah. so they immediately jumped onto the youtube game with some incredible production standards in their videos and they've just been doing some great breakdowns uh so if you're somebody that's interested in music production video production they've got some really interesting videos on there they had a really great uh i found their channel last was it september october november time when the macbooks launched with the m1 chips because they did a series of reviews on how well the, the new Mac Mini with the M1 chip formed with Logic and running plugins and yeah yeah really interesting video and and then also similarly similarly a breakdown on how well it performs with video editing and stuff and all sorts of bits and they're they're branching out they've really, they've just announced that they're they're focusing entirely on YouTube and and production services rather than production practicing uh, which is really cool but I really recommend them they're they're Really funny guys, really nice guys, but from what I can tell, and yeah, they got small little following at the minute. They you know they do small views relative to, especially the rest of those musicians that we've mentioned just now. But they're really yeah. really great, so I highly recommend them. Yeah, uh, we need to come back again, to yeah. to music and stuff as well as just a topic in itself because there's a lot of for sure people and stuff that deserve a shout out that don't really fit in the the YouTube recommendation um, heading yeah, that we're yeah, under yeah. for this. But yeah, so we'll definitely come back to more of that stuff at some point. That sounds good. I'll definitely check them out. I said that weird. Sorry. <laughs> that's that's uh, alright. I was with you. What what else we got on the recommendations, Adam? What, what else you? Um, what, what else do you? Is your go to? What are we thinking? Uh, a couple of his, history based ones. History yeah. based. You're crazy. Hit me. Hit me with the knowledge. Uh, so the first one is History Matters, which is... Uh, That's a good Yeah, we this, this short form history, uh, bite-sized videos are like four minutes long usually, four or five minutes. And they're done in a very distinct Microsoft Paint animated style, <laughs> which is genuinely... I watched the Q&A that he did like a, a year or two ago. Um, there's like an end, end of year thing because when I discovered his channel the tail end of last year and was just went back through all of his videos uh, yeah so the q and is like why, why do you use this kind of very square style and he's went and the answer is essentially just that he can't draw and paint has a rounded rectangle function <laughs> so that's why everything is very kind of blocky looking it's that very distinct style but it, he's got a really good sense of humor and the videos although they're very basic in that sense in terms of that style because it is all kind of done through paint like just the the way he puts them together and stuff is quite funny you know with people coming in with signs you know saying like get out or whatever quite funny and he focuses in on kind of smaller bits and pieces of history that maybe don't get a look in so often you know like asking sort of daft sounding questions that you think that is interesting actually like why does Belgium exist <laughs> what, 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 why does Belgium exist <laughs> I, I think that might be the, the title of this <laughs> uh, yeah, so the title one is, is episodes from a month or two ago I think <laughs> but it's the sort of thing that you know, that's quite a funny title. It sounds like a kind of stupid question, but then when you actually think about it, you go, but why does it exist? And, you know, it gives you the kind of 
the basic plot points of why. And yeah. yeah. To be the plot points of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's sort of I think you said it's kinda of aimed more kinda of like GCSE kind of level. So it's it's it's, right, it's not yeah. too complex. It's not like he's giving you a you know, a university lecture about it. It's just kind of the yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. the key points so that you have a you know just a basic grasp of the rough idea of why without having too many you don't need to know every single person who was involved you just need to know that you know this country was doing this and this country was doing that and that's why this happened sort of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's pretty good for that um that's good yeah so next one would be kings and generals they do much more in depth uh stuff than than what history matters does but it's more focused obviously on battles and armies and things like yeah. that and some of them are quite interesting so you, excuse me you get um oh god <laughs> you're yeah, right. just losing my train of thought there a wee bit sorry <clears throat> don't do that that's my <laughs> uh, it's been a weird feeling podcast let's just say that much um yeah, so Two Kings and Generals is more in depth, but um, about battles and battle tactics and stuff. And they do like a. Uh, so they, they run like kind of series about different things. So they'll do like, you know, like the Ottoman series and they'll take you through like various kind of key moments in the Ottoman history and all that. And then eventually, right. you know, they'll like kind of piece them all together and then release like all of it in one go, which is just like, you know, like an hour and a half long thing about kind of. So you get kind of the option. You can either do like specific, you know, the kind of like 10, 15 minute long videos that they kind of do. So some are maybe a bit longer. Or you can yeah. do like, you know, the third crusade and it's like two hours. <laughs> yeah, they do that sort of thing. And then in a similar vein is uh, Invicta. They started off as kind of Total War based, using like Total War for their kind of video production. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, like filming the battles and, and that sort of thing and kind of explaining like the historical battles that went on and they've kind of branched out into some more uh, stuff like yeah, I was recently watching a couple that they did on like what the actual units and armies would have had like uh, the Spartan Royal, uh, Spartan Royal Guard or the, the Sacred Brand of Carthage and stuff like that like what, what they actually look like what equipment they would have had and kind of the tactics they would have used and that sort of thing. You know, a wee bit more of a focused look at that sort of stuff. So they're quite interesting. Mm. I quite like that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those you have to be in the right mood to sit and watch those kind of things to actually take them in. Or And as well, they, they jump about quite a bit. So they usually run like a few different series kind of concurrently, but it's kind of weekly mm. videos. So one week you get a video about like say doll omens and then next week will maybe be a video about Japan and then you know and there'll be a few different ones on the go so, and, and yeah. they cover a good kind of as broad a base as they can manage sort of thing so that's yeah, cool you can just go back through and look for an era an era of history or an area that you either don't know a lot about or are interested in already and watch their videos about that stuff and then just stay subscribed and wait for something else of interest to you to fucking pop up to those kind of channels yeah. now that's see I like stuff like yeah. that because uh, ironically the content is timeless <laughs> yeah so, so it's, yeah it's like oh that's that's really good um I, I have 
I've only got one history recommendation. It's the Map Men. Uh, and they, they're, they're a couple of quirky, funny British guys and they just talk about maps and stuff around the world. Um, and a lot of kind of look at maps in the UK and how you can trace history and stuff through yeah. the maps. And the reasoning behind things, like there's really inter- they're really funny, because they're all very funny videos. Everything's delivered with a great comic twist on, on yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're, they're going for that kind of deliberately kind of side on slant. Yeah, yeah. it's... Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah. I, to be honest, I feel like if you you can, it wouldn't be you wouldn't be hard pressed to find a way to fit it into like horrible histories or something. Yeah, it's that kind of it's that it's, it's that, it's that yeah. kind of fun tone to it. But uh, there's a really fun little series about explaining London, basically, like why is London the way it is? Why is it the size it is? Why are, why has it got the boroughs laid out the way it has? What's the deal with this? Um, and yeah, just some really interesting stuff that, and obviously stuff like that applies quite easily to the rest of the country yeah. uh, regarding you know, things like how the council works and the reason why for some reason you'll be walking down a road and all the nice new pa- pavement will just stop at a certain point. And it's like, well, it's because you've entered a new borough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super, super fun. Super fun yeah. guys, like I say, so yeah, I recommend those yeah. guys. Ma- Maps is a very good thing to, to actually think about because they are another one of the the sort of thing that you don't think too much about and it's not till someone no, points out yeah. to you that you know like basic stuff like why is the uk usually in the middle of your atlas like because mm. we're in the uk and we think of ourselves as the middle of the world and that's how they present us on the map when you go to america the maps are look different and if you go to japan the maps look different <laughs> and yep. and then like your your globes like, you know, Africa looks a lot smaller than it should because they distort the proportions. Yeah. Well, I don't want to advocate for the UK being at the centre of maps. I do appreciate it because it makes a more balanced visual. Yeah. But when you look at a map, because you because you, you have yeah you've got the space of the Atlantic in in the middle there, and then yeah. It's one of those, again, we've grown... And then you've got Europe and everything to the... Yeah. I'm like, it looks good Yeah, like we've grown up looking at it like that, so that's, that, that's yeah. part of it, is that sort of, like, familiarity kind of bias. So like that, that's the way it looks when in all the maps that you usually see, so that's kind of the way you want it to look. But the downside of that is it's kind of easy to forget that the Pacific Ocean is fucking massive, like, way bigger than the Atlantic. Because it's usually cut, mm. it's at either end of, you know, the map. It doesn't look as big because it's at either end. It's not like one, whereas the Atlantic is usually all in one piece, <laughs> you know, on a map. But, so it's one of those that it's not till you actually dig into. So why is it laid out like this? Why have they scaled it this way? Why is that? It's actually kind of interesting to actually think about it. Yeah. Again, it's the sort of thing. It's one of those that sounds like a stupid question. Why are maps the way they are? Sounds kind of stupid. You go, well, because it's the way the world is. You go, ah, but it's not. (laughs) All every map is kind of different for various reasons, and it's interesting to find out why. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, super, super recommend it. Maps are important. See, I grew up around maps. My mum was bloody obsessed with them. Yeah, always Um, had an atlas or a globe or something. Yeah, I, Love a good atlas. Yeah. Atlas, good atlas is very underrated. Yeah. I do remember going uh, through an atlas book at like my my grands that they had one. <laughs> I remember, well, looking at like Yugoslavia and going, 
that doesn't exist. <laughs> what the hell is that? Because <laughs> it, it didn't exist at that point anymore. <laughs> like, You're missing like eight countries. <laughs> this is just Europe. Like, terrible is this atlas and they're like no no let me explain yeah. that used to be a country <laughs> like, oh what do you mean countries yeah. change yeah <laughs> oh dear um left turn not not really much of a left turn see i know i noticed you have i think you've got far more variety in your youtube channels than i do because mine are mostly just music stuff entertainment stuff games and tech uh, so. I don't think there's enough variety in mine to be fair like, a lot of the stuff that's going to come out now I, when I was putting this together I realised that it, it's very male centric there's not a lot of female mm. YouTube stuff in it like cre- creators in it that aren't in bands or singing or whatever but that, there's quite, there, I've got quite a lot of like female music artists and stuff like that in mind so, but, rather, yeah. but I don't have a lot of female you know, YouTubers doing anything else. And I thought that's one of the things, you know, if you're listening to this listeners and you do have some cool recommendations, so fucking send them in. We'll, well, maybe we'll review them or something. I, I, I do not have many. Yeah. Um, it's one of those, again, if, if it's I not, not something I think about often. It's not till I was listing them out. You know, there's loads of stuff I haven't even listed on this that yeah. I could have listed quite easily probably, but I didn't want to have, a list that was, you know, like three pages long. It was stuck to kind of more manageable one page. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. even those are like, there's really not a lot of women. I need to sort this out. I need to seek more diversity out in this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't have, I've, I've got, I've got Lindsay Ellis, who legendary, legend of, film reviewing and film critique and analysis side of YouTube. Um, like, if you want seriously, seriously good film analysis and breakdowns so, and reviews... The, the opposite of what we do. <laughs> the opposite of what we do, yeah. Like she's actually really good. She, she, she's, she does the thing that I've studied to do, but then can't be bothered to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing yeah. that I couldn't even build bother to study, so that's <laughs> um, no, yeah, she, but yeah, like I say, so yeah, Lindsay Ellis, fantastic, and then Sarah Dici, Rums with Peachy, who is one of my is that the is that the full tech reviewers. Is that the full name of the channel? <laughs> no, she's just Sarah Dici, yeah. but Dici Rums with Peachy, yeah. uh, and she's she's got some great, she's great filmmaker, uh, vlogger, tech reviewer. Uh, really good podcast, That Creative Life. Check that out. That's a really fantastic podcast. She just basically goes around and chats to super creative people, YouTubers, artists, actors, filmmakers. Um, yeah, it's really good. Uh, and then, yeah, I kind of, yeah. While I'm while I'm in the, relative to the film space, I suppose the, I'll, I'll touch on a couple others. Oh, I, I, Lindsay L is another, t- <laughs> I've thought of another woman I'm subscribed to. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Lindsay, our musician, guitarist. Yeah. Um, oh, Mary Spence, Spencer, she's good as well, guitarist. Uh, but uh, yeah, while I'm in the film space, H Bomber guy for all things film analysis again. Um, he's got one of my favourite videos of all time, which is why Sherlock is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's an hour, hour, it's nearly a two hour video. It's like 
super deep nit. It's not nitpicking, but it just goes, "Hey, this is not a good show, and this is why." Yeah. And it breaks it down. He breaks everything down properly and with an actual critique and and yeah. But uh, basically, uh, when you cut you it know. properly enough times, you get to the problem. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and he's yeah he's he's good at that. So yeah, I got uh yeah Petra Bomber Girl, of course. Again, he's kind of a big YouTuber though, you know. In I, I say that, but I think it's he's big within film discussion, popular culture discussion, uh, as well. Similar again, lessons from the screenplay, fantastic YouTube channel again. And when I say when I say that this guy breaks down film, he does it in such a way that I I was able to quote him in essays at university and use him as reference material like that's the level of 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 uh analysis and understanding of film that that he has uh and really really lovely videos great edits so, kind of similar vein to like nerd writer in a way um but yeah and he's just launched a another channel which is doing a similar thing to lessons from the screenplay but for video games where he looks at specific levels specific mechanics specific you know Things from games. Yeah. Uh, I will. For, what is the name of his channel for that? Oh, do, 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 what is it? Store. I want to say it's like story time or something, but I don't think that's right. Um, story time sounds like it will have been taken, to be honest. Yeah, that, that's not going to be a new channel. <laughs> no, uh, I can't remember what he's named it. But yeah, lessons for the screenplay is really, really good. Really, really, really good. Uh, one of my yeah, definitely, definitely one of my favourite YouTube channels story mode on that's it I know it had story in there uh, yeah. yeah that's his other channel and then similar vein filmmaking and video games no clip video game documentaries Danny Edouard formerly of Game Spot uh, just makes fantastic documentaries about video games goes to the really good one about Final Fantasy 14 went over to Tokyo and worked with Square Enix on stuff uh, most recent one is he talked with Tim Schafer uh, and talked all about Double Fun Games yeah. I think 20, 20 years and, uh, yeah and just loads of really great videos yeah, I, I, um, again, um, so I was going to say I, I really enjoyed yeah. their, their Witcher one and they've done a oh the Witcher one's they fantastic. did a Creative Assembly yeah, one like, as well but I don't think that was Danny O'Dwyer but it was on No Clip one of the one of the yeah, other yeah, games yeah, that yeah. he kind of collaborates with sometimes did it yeah they're, they're just really yeah. good just really fantastic um, I'm still in I'm See, I'm into the video game space now, so uh, I'll just bring mine off really quickly. So, uh, yeah, no clip. Uh, Bloody Nakey Jakey is my all-time favourite YouTuber, to be honest. He is outstanding. He kind of falls into the music category as well, because he is a musician. Yeah, the the video I saw was him with his keyboard. With his little keyboard. I sent you the pizza game. Demo disc, yeah. He does some really, really funny videos. He's got two of his videos uh, that are like proper, proper big essays. He's got a great one breaking down how it's um, why Rockstar's game design is out. Oh yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, an yeah. Hour yeah. long, the, hour long critique of Red Dead Redemption Two. The controls, really, re- fucking dreadful in every conceivable way. Yeah, yeah, the controls, and then just the 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 presentation and Rockstar's inability to choose whether they want to give you freedom to play or want to send you on a set path of yeah. do this, do this, do And this. they can't get their uh, horses yeah, to he, stop fucking mugging people. It's terrible. Or shitting. <laughs> um, yeah. 
he, yeah, but he, he, he breaks down some really, really fantastic. And then his most recent video, his, his uploads have become really staggered. They're like, he's not as regular as he was. I'm not sure what he, what he's up to at the minute. If he's working on something, if he's doing something else, this is music stuff's taken off a little bit. Uh, I don't know what's happening, but, um, his most recent video was a, like a, I think it was, yeah, another hour-long video, and it was a critique of The Last of Us Part 2. And it just, it was a really good video, but he's really funny. Yeah. It's like, he he manages to break down all these kind of big concepts and ideas of game design and storytelling, and then turn it into this funny little joke that you just click with and understand in an instant, and he's got some really seriously hilarious little bits. And he's a really good musician, as well and he puts he's got some really funny musical numbers that he puts in but as well on the flip side if you ever you know if you're into like your more sort of hip-hop kind of trap in, in influenced kind of element uh music his 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 music is really really good uh i recommend that and his he's got videos for his songs up on his channel as well um yeah and then still in the video game space uh Racevic who does his entire deal is making like normally hour long videos, breaking down games. His big thing is years later is the series. So the video he uploaded today was need for speed carbon 15 years later. And it's an hour and seven minute long video where he he breaks down the development, uh, the, 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 the store, you know, the development of the game, the engine, uh, ports of the game the overhaul in the remaster that happened with it and you know everything and then big series i think i mentioned it the other week when i was talking about going into mass effect when we were discussing the mass effect remaster he had he's he went back and revisited all of the trilogy and then andromeda and he's done like you know mass effect seven years later and and a series on halo and yeah really good and call of duty series max Payne three six years later that's a really good video um, but he's really fantastic. And again, just very, just really smart, very articulate. Uh, these people that manage to formulate their thoughts into an understandable manner, which is like, I have these thoughts, but I can't articulate them properly. Yeah. The, uh, the difference between yeah, being smart and being able to actually explain it. But, yeah, it's yeah. really annoying because people think I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, I promise yeah. I have clever thoughts. I swear. See, I understand these complex things. Can't tell you fucking anything about it, but I understand. No, I can't tell you. Yeah. I, I knew that. <laughs> you scream at no one because you're in the house alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my existence at the minute. Same. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I do have w- one last one on the video game space before I swing it over to you Adam Excellent. Uh, and that's uh, Up Is Not Jump who is fantastic English YouTuber and he's just fucking hilarious he's a former chemistry teacher a physics teacher or something uh-uh. uh, he's like I don't think he's much older than us to be honest <laughs> um, and he's already a former teacher oh. former yeah. Te- yeah but he because he, yeah, his YouTube channel took off his specialty is like VR games and he's got a really really great video which is um Oh, which one is it? It's Fallout. Fallout VR is a nightmare. This is why, like, that's his video series. His game is an absolute nightmare. Yeah. And he's got a, yeah, he's got a video series when back when, you know, a few years ago now when Fallout 4 VR came out and it's Fallout 4 is an absolute nightmare. Here's why. And then the counter video to it, 
Fallout 4 VR is not an absolute nightmare. This is why. And then there's Fallout 4 is a nightmare. Yeah, that's a really... Again, he's just really funny and he's really smart. He's a really clever guy. Got some really funny videos. Uh, I love his painting with Bob Ross. Is an absolute nightmare. This is why where he tries to paint along with Bob Ross. And he's, he's done a couple of videos where he tries to cook along with Gordon Ramsay from like the Christmas... He tries doing a beef wellington and it's like, that's really funny. Yeah, and he's got his cat Sid, who has a very amusing voice when he cuts to him. It's just funny. It's just funny. Um, but yeah, yeah, I yeah, I do. I have two more channels that would fit into like the film reviews, and then I'm sort of actually the rest of my channels will fall under that. So I'll just drop my last ones on you now. Uh, similar to lessons from the screenplay, every frame of painting, film analysis, breakdown of stuff, great videos. Uh, Johnny Two Cellos is a channel I found like the other week. His specialty seems to be Futurama at the minute. I thought it was that going to be jellos, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you think. But again, he's just, he, he goes into these really good deep dives and analysis of shows and at the minute. Yeah. Does he actually play the cellos uh, or is there just two cellos in the background? I don't know. <laughs> again, only been subscribed to him for <laughs> I can't um, wait to find out. <laughs> yeah, go and have a look. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, the last one on my list here, this, uh, I don't mean it, this is my last recommendation for the minute is uh f- friend friend uh, my, our mate joe brenner uh admin of a very popular shit posting group on facebook uh oh, got, yeah 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 our man joe but he he's been doing some really brilliant videos about doctor who uh and it's yeah i just ne- i know ne- i never and i'm not i don't say this just because he's a mate and you know uh like I said to him the other day, I was, I was messaging him about his latest video. He talks about his, he wants Joe Martin to be the 14th Doctor uh, rather than anybody else. He, he's like, it's staring us in the face. She's, we've already seen who it should be. And it's a really good video. You should go check it out. But he's done some really great breakdowns uh, and analysis of Doctor Who. Um, but yeah, and Joe's, he's just a really funny guy. He's a really nice guy. And just, yeah, his videos are just very well made, very well thought out. And, yeah, I enjoy him, so I think he deserves to get a shout yeah. out. So yeah, go check out Joe. And again, like I said to him the other day, it's like I'm not saying it to blow smoke. If there was shit, I'd let him know. So you know, well, it's the sort of thing you go. If there were shit, I just probably wouldn't bring it up. I wouldn't yeah. recommend it. Yeah, just, I just wouldn't bring it up. To be honest, they were like, did you see my videos? I'd be like, oh no, sorry, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. No, yeah. So that's me. That's my YouTube recommendations. That's what I've been. It's that, and then I just go on endless deep dives of. Graham Norton clips. <laughs> so that's what, that's yeah. it. That's how I've been doing Channels that, yeah. you can't name for legal reasons because they'll disappear probably. probably. Yeah. No, no, it's the official Graham Norton channel. It's just clips. Oh, fair enough, Graham fair Norton enough. Show. To be fair, that should probably have been then, under your like uh, big YouTuber of this soon. Probably, yeah. yeah. I just, I only just... Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know what to, to Go on, jump Adam, to. Hit, hit me I, with your... Your 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 last. Yeah, few well, bits. I have two categories left. One one Hit is me. bigger than the other. Well, video games wise, it's, it's one video game. It's Rocket League. Um, I have quite I've, I have quite a lot of videos of uh, channels that I follow up that are about Rocket League. I haven't even listed all of them to recommend. I've just listed some. Um, that's one of those that uh, the the content creator side of Rocket League for this stuff is a really you know, booming place with a lot of people doing quite interesting things. And it's a, it's a testament to the game 
in particular that you can make so much of this content out of it you know from from basic you know just gameplay stuff to you know kind of deep dives into mechanics to you know deep dives into like the community to just yeah fucking about with it like um i'll just run through some of them so mercy he does a lot of uh, gameplay kind of videos and stuff and playing with pros and or against pros and stuff like that which is quite good sunless can he came to prominence doing a why you suck at rocket league series which is really funny a lot of his videos are quite funny and playing pranks on people and stuff like that like uh like he did one video where the the prank was essentially that he had an aimbot like mod that he mm. that one of the I can't remember the, the name Cinderblock I think it is he, he's quite well known for making yeah. mods of stuff so he got him to make him I think it was him it might have been somebody else apologies if it wasn't him <laughs> but Cinderblock's made quite a few mods since that have appeared in these channels so he made an aimbot that he could turn on and then he could turn up the sensitivity on it so he started at you know like five and so like people were playing it so like, I can swear the ball's being a wee bit weird it doesn't it's just it's not quite right <laughs> and then he, you know he'd slowly just kind of turn it up and turn it up to the point where he would just touch the ball and it would fly into the goal <laughs> it's really up and they're like what the fuck is <laughs> yeah it's quite funny um, uh, in a similar vein a musty cow does kind of similar videos and he has like uh, a couple of series like ones until I lose you know, where he plays like games of 1v1 or in the same for like 2v2 or 3v3 you know, where he talks about you know his thought process what he's doing yeah because he's quite a good player as well as doing you know some more of the, the kind of funner stuff Lethemir yeah, yeah he does a lot of like making custom maps and stuff like that oh cool uh, so they've done like air races air hockey um darts <laughs> and he's how do you do darts on Rocket League again it's because he's built the, the custom map and stuff like that and then oh, he set it up yeah. so basically you you know you're basically far- it's the car the dart no you're firing the ball at oh. the dartboard by driving up to it and all that the way it's set up um, they've done like um, uh, squash you know like Bloody squash! Yeah, you know when you, you can't move fast enough to catch up with a squash. Yeah, ball. but it's using the rocket league ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's it's the same oh, kind of right. setup. You know, off the wall, one bounce, and then you get yeah, to hit yeah. it, and you know, and all that. But he does all sorts of kind of stuff like that. He's set up like uh, like uh, sumo rings, like King of the Hill. You know, so it's like you get to stay on the map, and you can knock one another off, and you know, last man standing wins, and all that. So he does lots of that kind of video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Seabell and Waiting Pilkin do more of your kind of uh, Waiting in particular does like really good like this is you know like how to practice dribbling and this is how to do this stuff and you know always go to the back post when you're rotating for defence and all that you know he does those kind of ones and then the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the last one for Rocket League I've kind of rattle through these quite quickly because <laughs> there's a few the last one for Rocket League uh, Rocket League is um, Johnny Boy um, he's actually a man like Johnny yeah he's actually a caster on like the pro scene 
Oh yeah, uh, sick. And he actually hosts a lot of uh, like tournaments and show matches. So you get like two pros playing a one v one, like best of five for you know some money or and and he's yeah, ran yeah. some like well one of the best tournaments. I uh, can't even remember the name of it now, but it was uh, it was it was a two v two tournament, but it was set up as a like a league, and it was one pro and one content creator in a team. Yeah, you know, and so, so that that was kind of the way it went, and you know, there was loads of you know matches out of that, and that was absolutely brilliant to watch. And then, yeah, again, because then you you watch the the actual games on his channel, the series and all that, and then you go to after the fact to the the content creators, and they would have like their own POVs of the matches and tell like their own like you know edited together kind of story of how they did in the tournament and you know, where things would go yeah, wrong yeah. and what their comms were like with the pros and all that and their, what tactics they were using and stuff. So you would have seen, like, bits where somebody's, like, you know, had a, like, horrific whiff and missed, you know, like, an open net. And then, you know, like, a couple of weeks later, you would see their video version of it where they, they go for it and they go, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get that kind of stuff. It looks quite funny. Um, and then I suppose probably part of the bigger one is the actual, like, Rocket League esports channels and stuff like that are good. Um, particularly if you catch them on Twitch when it's live, obviously. It's, it's, yeah. it's one of the few games that is very feels very much like a sport in the kind of traditional sense. Just because yeah, yeah, of the yeah. way it's... Because Rocket League is, you know, rocket-powered car football. It's, uh, I love rocket-powered car yeah. football. It's an absolutely great game, but yeah. So, and that's not even all of the YouTubers that do content for Rocket League that are good. There's loads. There's absolutely loads. They're definitely worth checking out, even if you don't play the game. But, you know, hit up a couple of them and have a look for some bits yeah. and pieces because, you, you know, you'll maybe find it entertaining just as a spectator, even if you don't understand the game itself. Yeah, they're pretty good. I'll have to check yeah. it out. Have you got any other recommendations before I do my last couple? I'm out, yeah. mate. I, I clocked it all in. I'll just bust it all <laughs> in one go. I've got over it. <laughs> Not uh, like that, but you know what I mean. All right. Well, I have three left then, which is, I've bracketed under quote unquote anime. <laughs> um, so yeah. I get Team Four Star, who do Dragon Ball Z abridged. Um, really just for Dragon Ball Z abridged and then. The, the films and stuff that we've talked about it before a wee bit um, that's just excellent that's always worth a shout out yeah um, then for kind of look at uh, anime itself um, sticking with Dragon Ball first of all is uh, Totally Not Mark he does a bit yeah. more like a lot of your channels with like breaking down uh, you know like film production and stuff like that he breaks down kind of anime and looks at like oh, cool. yeah. uh, a lot of his stuff started off with Dragon Ball so he would do like a a look at you know Goku and his his character type and why why he's structured that way and you know some misconceptions about about it because his is like a kind of flat character arc yeah, yeah and how that's different to your kind of what you would normally see you know like positive and negative and all that and he does that for a few different characters and he, he breaks down some of the the arcs and stuff, and he's he moved on to doing like uh, One Piece and then uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which are two other really big anime 
and he's got some other kind of essay yeah. stuff about various things as well that he's done. They're all very good. And I've actually, his stuff has been that good that I've referenced it a few times in my articles going up in it of lives about Dragon Ball. Oh, and link to his videos and a couple of those articles, so go check them out as well. Um, oh, link yeah. back, because it's one of those. Like, I mentioned them a couple of times, you know, because I mentioned them kind of at the start as well. That, you know, he's a much more um, informed opinion about the actual characters and stuff like that compared to my kind of just rough thoughts and whatever else from watching it. You know, he's, he's yeah, a wee bit yeah. more in depth and informed person to give you a, a proper look in at them. And then another one, the last one would be uh, Giguk, which is G I double G U K. Um, he does. Um, he's got a f- good few kind of different styles of videos that he does, looking at actual anime itself, and you know, the the one that really converted me into being a proper fan of his was uh, his video about uh, becoming a fan of the Fate series. Right, and the reason it's it's a really funny video. You should check it out because the the Fate series for anyone who actually knows anything about it is just incomprehensible from the outside because there's so many weird series and stuff like that. It's one of those series that has uh, lots of kind of like separated timelines and things like that that don't necessarily interlink with one another. So if you don't know and you haven't been kind of following them, like, as they've released, it's actually quite difficult to tell where you should even fucking start with them. And, yeah. And that's one of those, like... And there's a few of the anime from Fate, like, uh, Fate Stay Night and stuff like that, that are quite well regarded. Like, and they are pretty good. I really enjoyed mm. the, most of the ones I've watched. Um, so I was in that... I was exactly in that phase when I was listening to him or watching that video of, like... I was in the, I was in the the the, uh, the the trenches of wrapping my head around what the fuck was happening with fate and trying to go. So I need to watch this series, and then that leads to this series, and I watched that one, and I can watch this series now because it doesn't actually relate to anything, but it makes more sense if I've already seen this one because it's based on, you know, <laughs> just. But his yeah, but his videos are quite funny, and then he does like um, uh. Because anime releases in kind of like season cycles each yeah. year. So there's like winter 2020 and, you know, and then, you know, there's a few whatever anime that comes out kind of in that in that season. And he'll do like a breakdown video of what the season kind of looks like and talk about, you know, some of the shows that are happening and like the good and the bad and yeah. pointing out stuff. And, <laughs> yeah. and he's got another one. It's quite a good style of... It's quite snappy and he's very clever, quite funny as well, that you were talking about. So they, they're quite interesting. And a lot of them you can watch even without really watching anime itself, if you know what I mean. Not really much of a yeah, fan. You can yeah, still yeah. check out some of his videos. Some of them are quite interesting. And he's done uh, kind of show-based kind of reviews and that as well, where he breaks stuff down a wee bit more. Um, yeah, they're quite good. Move yeah. it, and that that's really it for YouTube. Uh, as I said, you know, it's, it's a bit 
man centric. <laughs> when we when we step outside the when bit. we step outside of music, uh, for me anyway, it's a wee yeah. bit. Hmm. I need to do something about that now that I've noticed. <laughs> There's a yeah. wee bit of laziness on my part. Uh, That's all right. That's, that, it can be yeah. interesting. It's one of those. Like I, I did that for uh, Twitter and stuff, particularly kind of March, April last year with the yeah. protests and stuff going on and all that. That was very much a. Oh, yeah. And should start seeking out a wee bit of some diverser voices in it. And, yeah. You know, started following quite a lot of different people and stuff like that, branching out and broadening out a wee bit. I know, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. after that big kind of wave of that, you know, I've had to unfollow some that I've not quite gelled with and some that I've stayed with. And I've found other people through that, that, you know, people with tweets and whatever that I've liked. And some of the, Yeah. Because there's a lot of people making... One of the mistakes I made, actually, with that is quite a lot of them are streamers. And I don't really watch any mm. streams apart from like Rocket League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not something I do a lot of. <laughs> so that becomes about there's there's conversations happening, you know, about like stuff going on with Twitch or you know amongst kind of the streamer community and and different things when you know something maybe controversial happens or whatever that I pick up like bits of and you you see a tweet and you go the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what is that even referencing? Then you have to start looking through looking like 14 different accounts that I don't know <laughs> to get to the kind of source of what the conversation's about. I'm, and you're like, oh. I'm not unconvinced that like my Twitter and my Instagram as well a lot recently. I'm not unconvinced that my account doesn't just automatically follow some people. Because I'll see tweets from accounts and I'm like, I've never followed this one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? what? What's going on? What, where? Uh, or it's always it's always like a stealth rebranding, isn't it? It's like all this, it's an account you did follow and then it's been taken over by somebody. And then, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I hate that. That used to happen quite a lot. Facebook went through a big a period of that where there was like stupid pages you could like for fucking, oh, I can't even remember like some of them. And then, yeah, because it had a huge like number of likes because of the title of yeah. it or whatever, because it's one of those, like, you know, super relatable phrases, you know, that everyone, you know, that would pop up every so often and people would like the page just because of the name of it. And then, yeah, the people would come along and buy it and then it would change and then you would just see stuff appear in your feed and you'd be like, the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I don't care oh. about your protein powder, you fucking weirdos. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. annoying, man. Oh, yes. Right. That's our, that's our YouTube recommendation. Yeah. There we go. That's a healthy two hour yeah, podcast. Got quite a lot more out of that than I expected because we had literally two things on the, the talking point last <laughs> for this episode. And I thought, oh, this could be a painfully short episode. <laughs> but no, we've managed, we've managed quite well. Fortunately, you, yeah. your boy done watch some movies and wanted to yeah. talk about them so yeah oh that's it I think we'll call it we'll, co- we'll call it there but yeah and if you've listened to all this if you have YouTube recommendations send them in to us we'll check them out oh well, god send yeah. them in and send them in you can send them to us guess what you can send them to us Adam guess guess where the people can to send them to our email guess. address yeah rattleonpod at gmail.com and if that 
if you're not somebody that likes to email, if you're too modern for that, if you like Twitter, you can tweet at us ourselves. I'm at Alfred underscore yeah, Rome. At, at Snack. APT Snack. Yeah, that's the one. And then the podcast also has a Twitter handle. We don't use it very often. At Rattle yeah, on Pod. I, I check it occasionally. Um, I checked the emails before we'd started the pod. There was none. There wasn't even any now. spam. That's how our email address gets used. I missed the spam. <laughs> our podcast email. But yeah, yeah, no. Feel free to get in touch. Or, even if it's just to say yeah. hello. We, 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 we don't yeah. mind. We don't mind. And if you have suggestions oh. for things that you want us to recommend, like, oh, I was going to say Twitter accounts, but that's obviously ridiculous. No. <laughs> like, uh, you know, other yeah. things that. Some YouTube yeah, channels and we'll, stuff. Yeah. We'll definitely come back to music at some point, some other things. Hell. If there's anything else you want to know, what, what we like, what we can recommend for you, you know, any other categories that we haven't thought of, hit us up. Is not. <laughs> and with that, yes, the podcast has come full circle. And I bid you I adieu. Like. Goodbye. Cheery! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no one's intervened on behalf of...